This is the Andrew Lake podcast. <laughs> We're reviewing the album Live on Earth by the Cat Empire. Holy mother of Jesus. This is an incredible album. Oh, man. Coming up soon. Let me play the uh, tag music. gonna say about this album this is this is the explosive album from this band the most incredible rip the roof off cracks through the floor i cannot even imagine what it must be like to be at one of these concerts this is just glorious i don't know what i don't know what i can say about this album oh man i was just listening to it a couple of tracks to fog my memory jog my memory sorry no fog here today (laughs) this is a double disc live on earth by the cat empire and it's recorded on their tour all around the world at various locations venues arenas Grand Stadiums, they're a pretty big band, pretty famous band these days, and what can I say about this incredible music? It's really the best of the best of this band, and if you only get one album from the Cat Empire, get this one, and it really encompasses all the best compositions, the best vibes, the themes, and it's just an all-round 10 out of 10, knock your socks off, blast your head off album. What I'd like to point out is the difference that they have on this album between the original album recordings of these songs. So usually when a band records an album, it is a studio project. It's a compositional producing, mastering, fine comb, detailed, refining process. And you want to put on the version of the song which is polished, which is final, which is complete. And the first few albums, they did quite well at capturing the the rawness and the dirtiness of the sound of the band, but it was still very... uh, contrived sort of constructed sort of sound to the music and the whole energy of this band the whole idea of this band is that live presence the interaction of the musicians because there's improvisation and there's spontaneity there's different interactions that they do which only come off as a one-off so these compositions aren't clear and nailed down structures they're not black and white dot the t dot the tie compositions so there's more loose and more sort of general rough guides this is something that 
jazz music really exploits because in jazz music, there is a given repertoire which all jazz musicians learn to play. So the jazz musicians play the same set of songs in a sense. And now there's a wider variety of songs and there's a wider repertoire. So they're not all playing exactly the same songs. They have choices in there. But it's quite common for one jazz band to play Autumn Leaves and then another jazz band to play Autumn Leaves and then another era of jazz musicians to play Autumn Leaves. And it's quite a common thing to do your rendition of Autumn Leaves. And the advantage of jazz music is that the audience who's hip to jazz and understands this dynamic can listen to the song, recognize it, and that's a structure that the jazz musician can use to manipulate and change in order to take the listener on a ride with their attention for their entertainment. So bands that make their own repertoire don't have this advantage. They can't really do as much in the way of changing things around, but the Cat Empire have embraced this. And the way they've done it is they've developed and actually changed and rearranged a lot of the songs that they are best well known for. You don't hear versions of the songs played live that are just carbon copies or attempted to be as exact as the original album recording as possible. Some bands do do that, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's a varying degree of difference between the live performance and the album studio performance. But for the Cat Empire, their strength is that difference, is embracing that difference and really changing it around. So songs like The Car Song, so this is track two of disc one on this double disc album. The Car Song, they, they stretch it out and they beef it up, they ramp it up and they insert these solos. There's a keyboard solo and then there's a drum solo, which is extended out. And then it bursts forth into this huge gospel chorus. And there are people singing. There's a horn line. It goes double time. And the church organ is just blaring out at you. And it's the most unexpected thing. And yet it's still part of this climax, which is within a song that the audience is familiar with. So if you are a fan of the Cat Empire, you really need to get this album because they're going to take your favorite songs and stretch them into this amazing climax. The peak, the absolute pinnacle, the center of this album, the center of the song, the center of this tour of all their repertoire, all the things that the Cat Empire has done, their entire career culminates into this one point, And this is the center point of their entire existence. This is the one thing they have been building towards since day one, since they were born. It was the musical moment that they were born to make. And this is track five, How to Explain. The climax, the horn line that they drop after these elaborate extensions through horn solos and trading fours and then down into this classical fugue 
builds up into this huge and drops into this huge scar line. And that is the pinnacle of this band. It is the center of all that revolves around this band. And it's in this song, How to Explain, which is an appropriate title. Like these things are the things that can't be said. It's hard to speak emotional because these things are the things that can't be said as the lyrics go. I wrote two plays to be immortal for a night. And despite the unknown hours, something happens when the lights turn out the lights. These are the lyrics that really push forward this idea that you can't say what is magical. You can't express what is emotional. And the embodiment of that is absolutely 100% blast your head off in this song, How to Explain. What makes the Cat Empire interesting and more appealing than most bands is their ability to use different styles like the gospel chorus and the classical fugue and ska music and reggae music and the salsa montunos. This is a very diverse, eclectic collection of styles and compositional devices. And they blend it all well with their personal tastes, their traits, their personalities, because it's a collection of personalities and it really works well to be a cohesive unit which is greater than the sum of its parts. Some of these musicians by themselves don't really carry off quite the same nerve that they have. So the the keyboard player, for instance, is not exactly good as a jazz pianist. So if he was put in the ring with some jazz pianists, he would be punching outside of his weight class. There'd be no way that he could keep up. But if you put him in the ring with a pop band keyboardist, then he's definitely outclassing them. So it's an interesting thing that these musicians have found their way to flower with each other which I don't think would really work outside of the band, or at least not that I've heard. And that really says something about the cheesiness or the genericness of the cliches that they use. Now, there are cliches in this band. There are things that they use which everyone is really doing, but you forgive them and you let them carry it off or you let them convince you of them because... They just have that charm in the way that they do it. They embody it and they have the authenticity to really execute these so-called cliches in a way that's real to them. And it's more about the overall atmosphere that the band creates, which allows these little pieces to slip through. But I don't want to make it out that there's dull moments on this because there's never a dull moment. It's just that if you isolate and pick apart the different sections of this music, you would find that it's no more as rich as the original incarnation of that style of music. But we forgive that because they're using them as a collage. They're using them as a part of creating something that's more elaborate, more scrappy sort of looking. And you can see that in the album cover because they've got all these different pictures, tiny little pictures, 
that work together to make a big whole. So there's tiny little parts that are different colors, different angles, different kinds of photos of different things. Some are of them singing, some are dancing, some are just of the crowd, some is of them going skiing or something, some is of the relaxing time, some is outdoors, indoors. So each photo of itself might actually be quite boring, quite substanceless. But if you put them all together, then it makes a nice whole. The lyrical themes or conceptual themes, political themes of this album are also quite varied. There's a lot of party culture in things such as the wine song, drinking culture. And there's also a lot of intimate relations, girlfriend, boyfriend, meeting the girl. It's a lot of romantic relations. It's a common theme that comes up again and again in songs like Sly and Hello. And there's also bigger existential themes about my place in the world. What's going on? The Lost Song, for example. I had nine lives, but I lost all of them. And I've been searching in the night. And I've been searching in the day. I tried to find them, but they disappeared. They gone away. They dressed in black. They lost my sight. And all I know is that I wasted time when I looked for them. That's how the lyrics go, or so they say, if I remember correctly. (laughs) Another deep moment for me on this album comes on the track All That Talking. So this is a ballad or a slow song, so it's not really got that alive electric spark to it to songs like the car song and How to Explain. This is more intimate and dark. And I actually, once while listening to this, had a full outer body experience. It actually put me into a really dark state because the imagery that is in this song of all that talking was so ambiguous and so open to archetypal and mythological interpretation that I started to project a sort of judgment day experience into the lyrics of this song. I'm not sure if I'm sleeping, but the vision's as clear as fog on the pier. I'll stutter and stout, but words won't come out. My girl's got a bite, that's right. And the track name itself, All That Talking, It's a pointing at the weight of words. And for me, that Judgment Day experience meant saying words that had incredible meaning behind them, but you didn't really have a choice in the words. You were really submitting to something bigger than you. It's too late. I can't stop moving my mouth. I'll shush, but I'll shout. Something's got a hold of me. Those words coming out. Like froth on a stout. And the whole imagery of this song really builds up a poetic vibe with weather and being in a stormy situation. 
in the musical chorus that happens, almost like it's just starting and sticking and hitting and then rolling and grinding and roaring, really creates a powerful experience, especially in that last horn chorus where all the horns come together and growl that deep moan of all that talking. There's also a bit more of a political stance on the song like The Chariot. So this is a bit more interesting because it's not just having a party, having fun. They're also trying to say that everyone should lighten up a bit and everyone should not quite be so serious. When music is your excuse to be happy, it's a beautiful thing. It's an amazing thing. And it's quite tricky and skillful in order to write a song where you can feel happy and allow yourself to be happy and convince yourself that it's okay to be in a good mood. And then also to be telling others that maybe if it contained, if the world contained more people like these happy people, then the world would uh, be a bit better and we wouldn't have so much violence on the news. So connecting these personal emotions with bigger picture views of the world or putting them into bigger understandings of the world is really the central theme to the Cat Empire. And really, if you sum up the name, the Cat Empire, then it makes sense that you've got something intimate, individual, like a cat. Like, cats are quite fluffy, they're soft, they're tender. They're the things that make you want to cuddle, they want to make you feel good about being around the house and get up in some blankets on a windy day. And an empire, the word empire usually is associated with dominance, with bigness, with largeness, with the world, with you having a presence throughout civilization. You're ruling an empire. So this juxtaposition of the cat and the empire in the band name The Cat Empire really sums up their central themes of intimacy and a larger place in the world. And to be honest, it's just a fucking brilliant album. It's just 10 out of 10. I can't believe it. I've listened to it so many times. I must have listened to it thousands of times. Especially Disc 1. Disc 1 has so many good songs and those elaborate changes in renditions just keeps you topping and turning at every twist in the music. I think that's about all I have to say for the Cat Empire. I get no affiliate marketing, obviously. (laughs) Not like they need it. (laughs) It's quite polished now, these days. But anyway, I just like to get that off my chest. Talk about something a bit less serious for once. We're usually talking about philosophy and existentialism and integral theory. These are some pretty heavy things, so trying to keep it a bit happy today, trying not to be so serious. Thanks very much for tuning in. My name is Andrew, and I hope you have a swinging day. And we'll be back soon with more.
left the house, left the room in a foxy on my back. Got my supplies in a magic pack, and I followed the sound of music. Not up a hill, but down to an old wash shack. Inside, I heard a trumpet call. I salute to the champions on the wall. In the jazz and squalls, and in fashion brawls, she danced. Oh, in the night, she looks so fine to me. Fishes to my hook. <laughs> 